Right to be read podcast episode number 106 interview with Baron Hollins. You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast and this is your host Ani Alexander. Hello everyone and welcome to the Right to be Read podcast, the podcast that inspires and encourages writers. I'm your host, Anne Alexander, and as always, I would like to thank you for listening to the show and for spending this time with me. Today we have yet another interview. Today I'm going to talk to one of my online friends who I'm sure will bring in lots of insight and will also help you in building your audience and in making your book known. So, I'm talking to Baron Hollins today. Baron Hollins is a doctor from Britain who now works in Canada. He is planning to publish his first novel later this year and with that in mind decided to commit to the idea of building an audience in advance. So he started the first three chapters podcast about which we are going to talk today and which I'm sure will be a very good channel for your upcoming books and uh, to find out how and why. Let's jump into the interview. Baron, I'm really happy to have you over. I'm kind of, you know, it's it's always different when you interview people whom you knew before actually, you know, inviting them for interviews. So, you know, uh, Baron is one of my online friends and um, it's very nice to kind of to play a small role in him becoming a podcaster as well. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Baron. Thank you, Annie. It's a real pleasure to be here. And yes, it's it's an odd situation to be interviewed on a show by somebody who you've kind of known for a while. Yeah, it's 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 a bit different, but um, I'm sure that it will be fun and we'll we'll kind of enjoy it as well as our listeners will do. Yes. So let's let's start from the beginning. I mean, we we sort of know each other, but you know, those who listen don't. So let's just start from the beginning by letting people know who you are and what you are doing right now. Yeah, well, I have been playing at writing books, I guess, for a long time. I, all my life, really, I, I always thought to myself, one day I'm going to have some novels published and, and I will be able to call myself uh, an author. And um, the... The, in the past, I, I tried to go in down that traditional route of publishing. So I, a good few years ago now, I, um, I was writing a, a children's novel at that time. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I had got myself an agent and it was being taken around to the, um, all the, the children's publishing companies. And um, I got some good feedback from um, some of the companies. Walker's children's books were very interested in publishing publishing it but then nothing happened and it all fell apart and I was quite despondent about it and I almost gave up writing for a while then um and but then in recent years the really I guess as I was listening to podcasts I really became aware of the whole self-publishing movement and then I guess about a year ago when I started listening to your podcast uh, back when it first launched um, I, you, you were bringing on all these people who were really successfully launching their um, their books on Kindle and self-publishing. And I thought, 
well, this is something I've got to go, got to go and try. I really wanted to resurrect my writing at, at that stage. Mm-hmm. And, and so a lot of the people who were coming onto your show were suggesting trying to build your audience before you launch the book. And I know there's different opinions about that, but I thought, well, why don't I try and do that? Why don't I go and see if I can um, find a way to, to build an audience who might be receptive when, my, when I launch my, my first book, which will hopefully be later this year. So I decided to start a podcast and it's a podcast that's all about other people's books. And it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> okay so let's start one by one and and kind of I, I'm, I'm gonna follow your journey and try to understand how did you get up and ended up you know with the podcast and your plan to actually launch your book by the end of the year so yep. let's just start from the beginning you kind of you went through the tradition, traditional route and you had this uh, uh, pretty common disappointing effect from the traditional public publishers and the agent yes um which which happened uh, to me too and um so y- you mentioned something which is very important and I, I would like to kind of you know research a bit on that um let's kind of understand when when you when nothing happened with the traditional publishing and your children's novel you said that you gave up writing for a while and then you actually obviously continued writing because you're writing now so can you explain what happened i mean why did you give up because you got rejected or there was something else and uh, what made you restart writing yeah, I, I felt pretty dejected about the this novel that, that at that time I'd probably put about two years of my life into into writing that that novel, getting it as good as I could, and um, and going through that whole business of of getting agents and it's a very very slow process of having them taking yeah. it around the, mm. the 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 different um, publishing houses, and it's yeah it was in the end it was just kind of depressing and although i i never consciously gave up writing i found after that happened i probably went about a year where i hardly wrote a thing and the but i still had that dream i still always knew i saw myself as being a, a, an author and so i thought i i need to reinvigorate myself so so at that time i went and took a creative writing class um, just, uh, just an, an evening class and, and it was fantastic. And it, it, I really fell in love with writing again at that stage. Mm-hmm. And it's also in, in a way that that class gave me some inspiration for, for what I do with my podcast, because one of the things that the, the lady who ran the class used to do was to, to take our work and read it aloud to the class and hearing your writing and the words that you've written read by somebody else, it's, it's just amazing. It, it brings it to life in a way that's, that's really hard to describe. And it's, um, it suddenly makes the, the whole, everything about the, the words you've written seem much more real, hearing them being delivered by somebody else. And, um, and it definitely made me feel at, at that time like my words were worth writing and the, the, the stuff I was writing was, was worth getting out into the world okay i see well i mean i'm very happy that kind of you know 
the rejections you received from the traditional um, publishers did not really affect. I mean, they they kind of made you slow down for a while, but they didn't really make you kind of doubt yourself as an author and, you know, uh, have this uh, negative effect of uh, not believing in your writing. So basically, that's that's really a good thing because many kind of give up at that point just because they start believing that their writing is not good enough. Yeah, yeah. And I can really understand how that would happen. And and I think it nearly happened to me as well, but I, I was determined not f- for that not to happen. Okay, I see. So, what I mean, do you have any specific writing routines, or you know, what do you do in order to make sure that you kind of you produce at least a bit uh, regularly? Yeah, well, I I find to to be honest, the. Um, the stories that I that I have in my head and the characters who are there are pretty vivid to me. And I'm carrying those stories around with me all the time. And there's a lot of the time they're just bursting to, to get onto paper. Um, now, that's um, maybe that's something odd about me, but the... the I, I know it, it. It's generally just a matter of time to to find some time and sit down and write it. I don't find that sitting down every day and just writing for fifteen minutes, say, really works for me terribly well. Um, the because I I, f- I find I have to really get into the zone with my writing, and for me that that takes a few hours. So what I usually do is try and find a few hours a couple of times a week that I can fit around work. I do have a really busy job. It's, it's very, very time demanding. And so, um, I, I don't have lots of time every day for writing, but I can usually find a couple of times a week. Often a good time for me is really early on the, on the, on the mornings at the weekends. I just get up at the time I would usually get up for work and I can get a few, um, a few hours writing in before, everybody else is up and about mm-hmm. yeah i see so let's let's move on so you kind of you got back to writing you took the creative writing course you have all these stories which you carry with you and whenever you have time you you put it on paper you also have the plan of sharing your first book with the world so let's talk about that kind of um how did you decide, I mean, did you decide to self-publish just because the pu- traditional publishing didn't work or because you realized that, you know, self-publishing really does work and it's possible to kind of, uh, to become a famous author just by self-publishing? Yeah, I, th- I think initially I went looking into it um, because it felt like the the traditional publishing route hadn't worked out for me. But then as I started to learn more about self-publishing, I, I realized that actually it just makes so much more sense as a, as, as a way to, to publish. I mean, you, you have all the creative control yourself. You're, you're not asking somebody else to publish you. You're just making a decision to say, yeah, I've got this story and I want to, to give it to the world to read. And, um, and it's, it's really not a difficult process to do that. Um, the, maybe it's difficult to get your, your book as good as it possibly can be before you do that. But, um, but anybody can self-publish. And so 
So why wait on those those traditional companies um, um, saying yes, we will allow you to publish? Um, it's um, it's very liberating to be able to just put out what you want to yourself. Okay, I see. So how do you feel about, I mean, uh, we've spoken a lot on this podcast about being emotionally prepared to kind of share your writing with the world and being emotionally prepared uh, for the feedback that you will eventually be receiving from readers. So like, you know, uh, are you preparing yourself for that? And if yes, how? Yeah, I think I've been preparing myself like that for, for quite a long time now. So um, initially just, I guess, when, when I was first sending off um, uh, work to traditionally published publishing houses and to agents, um, you get quite used to rejection at, at that point. And um, so it, to, to be honest, that when you're doing that, any positive feedback that you get seems, seems great because most of the time um, you're just getting rejection letters. But also it, if for somebody who's never really had other people reading their work, um, it, actually a really good thing to do is go to a creative writing class because then you... Um, Uh, you're constantly having your work read by by other people and that's a, a really supportive environment and you can um you, you get you can get a lot of good feedback from from other people or, or using I, i know there's a lot of online writing groups um that you could potentially use to just to get feedback from from other writers um i i will occasionally um, get feedback from from family i I trust my wife as a reader she's she's quite um, quite a, a good um, beta reader for me so she tells me when things are good and when they're not good so and, and I think that's that's really important to have somebody who can do that for you uh-huh yeah exactly I mean uh, in my case that doesn't really work because I'm writing women's fiction and, you know, my husband is not the perfect audience for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But if it works in your case, then then I guess it's it's great because uh, I know that for relatives, it's a bit difficult to be brutally honest. Yes. And at that stage, that's exactly what we need, actually, because, you know, if whatever we write, they say it's it's very good and you know everything is perfect we i mean that's not really what we want to hear it's not much use to be honest yeah yeah so you know if you can you manage to do that then it's i i guess that's that's the great part of you know having someone you trust being honest and with feedback and you can kind of you know work on that and continue developing your manuscript so um Okay, so you kind of um, heard my guests saying that you you need to have an audience in place before you publish your book. Although, you know, I also had guests which were kind of <laughs> saying the opposite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so you listened to those who said you need an audience and decided to go through that route. And yeah. uh, what made you think, I mean, there are various ways of uh, kind of growing 
an audience. You could uh, have been blogging, most probably. You could have been active on social media and different groups and stuff like that. And the podcast is like something which not many authors are doing yet. So why did you decide to choose this channel? Yeah, it's well. It's partly because I really enjoy podcasts, and I so I there's there's a few podcasts that I listen to all the time. I, I first got into podcasts, uh, interested in them, listening to to Pat Flynn's podcast, and um, uh, which is is great and always always a good listen. And um, so through listening to that, I'd always been kind of interested in the idea of of having a podcast anyway. But yeah, when when it came to choosing choosing the the way i was going to communicate to an audience i thought very specifically the the audience i want to get are people who who like books and who in particular who like fiction and because i i want them hopefully to enjoy my books in the end and so i thought how how can i reach out to those people and how can i deliver them some content that's that's interesting so i thought well i would do a podcast that's all about that's featuring fiction and um a, a podcast just seems to be a a nice fun immediate way of doing that and um i i like telling stories i've always liked reading aloud and um the giving talks and that kind of thing so um a, a podcast felt like a natural way to do it and um easier to me than writing blog posts to be honest Yeah, well, I I can't relate actually because it's the same with me. Although I'm a writer and I I kind of, you know, I can write blog posts as well, but I don't enjoy that as much as kind of just talking on the mic. So, uh and I know actually I had the feeling that you launched your podcast quite fast. I mean, it didn't take you too long. I mean, how long did it take to launch your podcast? It's it really just took a few weeks. I, I I'm I'm trying to think. I should have kept a diary of the whole process, but I think it took me about it was about four, maybe six weeks at the most. It, it took um, mm. the and I guess in in a way you were the big incentive for me to go and do a to do a <laughs> podcast. In the end, the I I always religiously listened to to your podcasts, and and then you mentioned. Um, in your show, doing the the webinar about the the podcast incubator, oh yeah, um, with Miran Baraket, and that that was the moment really when I said yes, I'm going to do this now. I'd been thinking about it for a while, um, and but yeah, getting that introduction to Miran was was fantastic. That that changed my life. I think at that point. Oh yeah, well, I mean it. it It's amazing you're I mean you're saying this and I'm like smiling from this side of the microphone <laughs> because uh when I was just starting with learning how to podcast and when I uh, you know in the very beginning when I joined Podcast Incubator I was like someone who had lots of doubts. I had no idea whether I could do it or not. I was like, even when everything was ready, I had a panic attack speaking to Miron saying like, okay, everything is ready. I can launch even tomorrow. But what if I do that and no one will listen to me? So I was kind of, you know, even when everything was ready, I was, I was not ready to actually launch. So now saying that kind of, you know, that my podcast has become 
incentive for you to start yours it's kind of like wow you know who would have thought about this <laughs> like about a year ago I mean I would never even dream about that because I myself wasn't sure that I, I would do that I wasn't sure that people would listen because I had this feeling that if they wouldn't and I would see that at with the stats dashboard knowing that I'm talking to myself I most probably wouldn't have the motivation to carry on and and now looking back yeah I mean a year has passed and and other people are kind of joining our community just because I did it so it's it sounds yeah. really nice <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, and it's, um, yeah, it's it's amazing, really, to to think how far you can come in a, in a year with something like a podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely, and and I think I do believe. I mean, uh, the reason I brought in Maron wasn't just because I knew that podcast incubator is really great in terms of, you know, for someone to. Uh, to learn how to podcast and to launch a successful podcast because you know maybe that's not something people are interested in but the main reason was because I believed that podcasting is a really nice way to gain audience as an author because it's still new and uh, there's still not too many people in there so it's not very crowded and the competition is relatively lower than the competition we have with bloggers and you know uh, and the social media accounts which already have big influential names out there against which yeah. you will be competing so basically i still believe that that's the best way up to now i mean most probably something else will be coming after this one but at this point i think this is the optimal uh, way in terms of the time and effort and and in terms of the um, audience you can gain and all this huge support that iTunes is providing. I, I think that's like kind of really, really easy for writers to get into and to actually gain targeted audience in there. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about your podcast because we actually, we, we spoke about it a lot, but we never mentioned its name, which is like, it's the most <laughs> common mistake I'm making because I'm, I'm doing the same with authors. I'm talking about their books and we, we end up mentioning the name somewhere in the middle or sometimes even at the end. <laughs> so <Yes>. let's, start, <laughs> let's start from the name and what it is about, actually. Yeah. Well, I run the, the first three chapters podcast. And the, the reason I called it the first three chapters was because back in the bad old days when you had to send um, samples of your work to publishing houses to, to see if you could get them published, you used to have to send the first three chapters of oh, yeah. whatever book that you were writing. So, um, yeah, so I made it the first three chapters podcast. And it's um, it's a way for for new writers to get their their writing out to the world and their books out to the world, and um, so the the way I've done it, I it's um, I've set it up that I really want to help new authors and new writers get exposure for for their books, 
Um, so I, I'm not terribly interested in in working with um, with authors who are already massively successful. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I'm looking for people who are um, ideally indie authors who who are just at that stage of putting out their first book or their first couple of books, and and nobody maybe has heard of the mod and they they don't have an audience of their own at, at that stage and so i'm uh, what well, the the way i structure the podcast is that i um i get their book and i read the first three chapters aloud to their to their audience like i say i enjoy telling stories and i enjoy um i enjoy reading books so for me it's a lot of fun to to make that as as good a performance as i possibly can and um and and hopefully it then becomes a, a a great way for um for new listeners and new readers to um find out about that new book that's out there mm-hmm. okay so the listeners who are writing their book or have finished writing and publishing their books i guess they know where they should go and they should approach baron and ask to actually be featured on the first three chapters podcast Yeah, absolutely. And so and that's that has started to happen now, which has always been my goal. I'm getting authors approaching me directly saying, um, I'd love you to feature my book on your show, which is brilliant. Partly because it saves me a huge amount of time because otherwise I have to go um trolling around cold calling authors and saying, Hi, I run a podcast. Um, do you think I could feature your book on my show? Oh yeah. And and some sometimes I get really positive responses, sometimes they just ignore me. Ah uh, yeah. Well it happens. I mean, even if yeah. you are interviewing someone on a podcast, you get into the same situation basically. But yeah. uh you said it's fantastic that authors are approaching you with their books and want to be featured. Uh I would add a little but in there and saying like, okay, how do you choose I mean you may and maybe you haven't been in this situation yet but you may end up with some books which um you know mildly said are not really of a good quality so how do you deal with that yeah well to, to be honest one of the things is that um some books are just never going to sound good with my voice um there there are just certain certain types of books if if for instance the the accent is really important i'm not going to go putting on silly accents for yeah. it and so some books some books just won't work in my voice and um so uh, to the or uh, some books i would say just just aren't ready and i i think t- to be honest i would feel it was it was my job if um if somebody came to me with a with a book that i didn't feel was really ready um maybe needed a little bit of work i i would probably give them that feedback in in as nice a way as i could because um i think it's um it's it's useful to get that feedback that that maybe your your work needs a, a bit more preparation or more editing um to to really have it ready um so i i would um i would say that but but for some books it's just as i say it's just not going to work for me reading it aloud okay now when i'm like thinking about this uh, i've i've heard several of your episodes and uh kind of it, it does sound like a professional audiobook which makes me think that eventually you will end up receiving some offers to kind of to voice over an audiobook 
uh, are you thinking about leveraging your podcast into that direction? <laughs> you know, it's 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 not something I ever thought about before, um, <laughs> but I've had so much feedback from the audience, the, from the authors that I've worked with who who really love the audio of their books See? Yeah. and so um so maybe i will maybe that's a, a route I'll, I'll just drift into at some point yeah i'm just wondering th- that instead yeah. of going to work maybe you will just stay at home <laughs> record yes. the books and then you know deal with your podcast and keep on writing <laughs> i know maybe i will yes <laughs> yeah the i guess i i am fortunate because i do have a job that i love doing so oh okay um, in that case the, yeah. so um and i guess i'm lucky that way and not not all not all of us are that lucky oh yeah i mean i was just reading the statistics the other day and it said like 70 percent of the u.s corporate workers hate their job which is kind of a very scary percentage it is isn't it it's like 70 percent of the corporate workers are not happy which is kind of a really harsh kind of um statement to make yeah okay so um let's just i mean we we understood what writers are getting from that podcast so did you have any feedback from the read like potential readers, the people who are listening to these fiction books. I mean, what what is their reaction? Yeah, I've, I've been getting a lot of um, feedback from them. I, I guess when I tried to start the podcast, what I was trying to achieve is it's like a mini audio, a mini audio book. And I know that people like to listen to, to audio books in their cars when they're commuting and, and that kind of thing. Um, or some people like to listen to them at bedtime before they go to sleep. And um, so, so I thought it's really important that if I'm going to do this, that it sounds as good as an audio book so that people can enjoy the audio in in that way and enjoy the story in that way and might then be inclined to to go on and buy the rest of the um the the book and then that way the author who I'm working with really gets something useful out of it as well and so yeah people lots of people have been getting in touch and saying they they just they really enjoy listening to the the story being told to them and um so it's um it's that's great feedback for me it means that i'm on the right track i do keep trying to improve the audio and um i i'm sure one day i'm going to be um uh, feel inspired to set up a proper home studio here but at the moment <laughs> with my my simple little setup um i'm pretty pleased with the results i'm getting Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a very simple setup as well myself. So I'm just having my laptop and my microphone and it's quite flexible. It's good for me because, uh, I mean, depending on the time of the day when I'm doing the interview and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm super flexible. So I'm, I, I may be doing it anytime, basically, including 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. or whatever it is because of the time zones. So I can just pick those two up and go wherever it's convenient at that certain moment at home and just close the door and make sure no one disturbs me so in that sense simple setup is uh you know has its own advantages (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah okay so let's uh let's briefly touch your um upcoming books launch as well since you're kind of uh you've set up a tentative date of of having your first book out at the end of the year like what what book is it and what are your plans in terms of launching it eventually 
Yeah, so well, the the book I'm writing at the moment is is I it's intended to be the the, the first in a series of books, and it's um, it's a a paranormal thriller. I would guess that um, the uh, that features um, werewolves or a family of werewolves. And that's the kind of genre that I've, um, I always enjoy reading and, um, and watching those kind of, um, dramas and movies and things as well. So, um, yeah, I've had this, this story, um, uh, developing for quite a long time. So the, I'm, I'm well into the, to the process of, um, of writing the, the book at the moment. The, the first draft will be complete quite soon. And then I've got the, all the editing to, to do and so yeah i'm hoping to to launch this one um towards the end of the year at this at this stage because i haven't done this this will be my first um sort of indie launch so i i it's hard to be absolutely definite about the the timelines but i've definitely got to go by the end of the year this this book will be out there Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. So what are you planning to, once the book is ready, uh, how are you going to deal with, I mean, first of all, how how have you decided to deal with all these things that need to be done to but the manuscript before it becomes a book? And uh, once it's published, uh, what are you planning in terms of promotion? Yeah. So, well, one of the things that I, that I do is, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm keeping the, my listeners on the podcast up to date with the, the fact that, that I'm a writer as well. And that, um, that I'll be, that I'll be launching later this year, just so that they know. And, um, I did a little teaser of my writing in a, a podcast episode, um, a couple of weeks ago where I, um, read some of my own writing. Um, which, um, which I got some good feedback on as well. Um, so, so hopefully my audience are already beginning to, to be aware that, that I'm going to have a book coming out. And at, at that stage, when I am ready to launch, I will probably give my audience the, the opportunity to become early readers, um, with the view to be able to, to have them get, um, reviews on Amazon at mm-hmm. the point that I launch. Um, so I am um, taking some ideas from, from people I've listened to on your show. And <laughs> <laughs> um, then, um, and so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm definitely going to need help with the, with the whole putting the, the manuscript together and formatting it properly and getting covers designed and all that kind of thing, because um, that's, that's all going to be new for me. And I definitely don't really know what I'm doing. Okay, I see. Well, I mean, there are kind of so many options out there. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you have a big choice uh, depending on your resources and on, on what you exactly need. There are many, many places to go to and kind of investigate and research and see, you know, what you need exactly. Yeah. Because I have a feeling, uh, I mean, although for for both fiction and non-fiction, it's very crucial. But I have a feeling that the editing of the fiction books is like the f- most problematic, uh, most expensive and most important part of, of this process. Yes, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I have met many good and affordable at the same time editors for non-fiction 
which is not the case for fiction yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm anticipating that and that and getting the the right book cover as well, and um, being the the big costs and the, the big investments. I think in the in the long run, and I, I do think you have to see these things as as an investment um, to. Um, so that you're you're not immediately going to to turn off readers with with bad grammar and bad spelling. Oh yeah, that's true. And I mean, why I said that for fiction it's more important because I have a feeling then that while editing fiction, it's not only the grammar and and the spelling that needs to be kind of you know edited, yeah, and you get a more detailed and uh, kind of you know um, more deep editing advice from the editor rather than just kind of going through the mistakes and making sure they're correct. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I have a feeling that you kind of, you have a plan in place, you're kind of uh, doing the right things, you're already like in a, in a place to grow an audience where uh, not many are, so you're like already few steps ahead of, of other authors who haven't yet started a podcast <laughs> and, yes. and also uh i i mean i guess you've since we cover i mean you've been listening to many podcasts and uh knowing all those self-publishing podcasts out there and how much they have covered up to now and how many different advices they have been given through their guests i'm, I'm sure you kind of you have this big baggage of you know things that you already know by this time <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i know i i'm an avid listener to all of that stuff <laughs> oh yeah so basically let's just you know before we wrap up tell my listeners uh, how they can find you how they can find your podcast and you know what um, they should present you about their book so they get featured yeah. Well, my podcast is available on iTunes. So it's the first three chapters podcast. And just look that up on iTunes and you'll find it there. But I've also got a website, the first three chapters.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at the first three chapters podcast. So quite a few different ways um, you, you can find me and you can get in touch with me through the webcast, uh, through the pod, um, the website or, or on Facebook. And I, I thought t today I, I'd love to give your listeners the, the chance to have some of their writing featured. And so um, if anybody has maybe even a short story or the first three chapters of a novel, a novel that they've had in the drawer and they've been thinking about publishing, but have just never really taken it out of the box yet. I'd love to see that stuff. And if people get in touch and send me some of that along, I'll feature some of the best things on the show. And as I say, it doesn't need to be a full novel. If somebody's got a, a nice short story, I'd just as happily do that. And um, it could be a great way to, to get some of your writing out there and get some feedback on it. Oh, great. I mean, by the way, you know, I, I didn't know about this. This is a surprise for me, too. But but I think that it's it's a great way. I mean, if if there are people listening out there who have written something but are not yet ready to share it with the world and to go ahead and publish it or who never had the chance of having people who don't know them 
kind of find out about this and provide feedback, maybe this way is can be the first step towards a bigger steps out there. And maybe doing this will be easier for you. And this is where you can start. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, that's, that's great. And um, yeah, at some point, I guess, I would like to be featured as well uh, because, you know, when you mentioned that you periodically remind your listeners that you're an author too, well, I don't do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I have, to, so there is at least one thing I have to learn from you and um, yeah, we'll go from there. Well, thank you very much. I'm sure that, you know, it will interest most of the guys out there because I'm sure after one year of podcasting that most of my writers, writer listeners who even those who haven't been writing, I've been talking about this so much that at least they have started. So yeah. I'm sure there are many people out there who have uh, lots of amazing stories in the drawers or, you know, preparing to be published or, you know, in different stages. And I'm sure that they will really appreciate the chance of being featured on the podcast. Well, thanks, Annie. It was great to get the chance to be on the show. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Have a nice day. You too. Well, I guess... That was it for today. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I would like also to mention that a few days after we recorded this interview with Baron, Baron actually read the first three chapters of my very first novel, High Fall, in his podcast. And I'll include um, the link in the show notes at www.anialexander.com backward slash 106. And actually, uh, yes, I totally agree and I totally understand now what Baron meant when he said that the writing kind of comes alive and uh, becomes more real when it's read and when you listen to it. It was a completely different experience. Uh, listening to my writing uh, made it very different it was uh, very interesting to listen to it and um, sometimes uh, at some points I even had a feeling that it was someone else's work so actually um, you know what I wanted to say here was that it's really very interesting and unique um, thing that can happen to your writing so I would encourage you to just give it a chance and to give the first three chapters of your book to Baron and see what happens he's a really great narrator you can check him out and i'm sure that you your book will only gain from it well i guess um i don't have anything much to add up to this uh just as always encouragement and inspiration from me to you keep writing don't stop believe in yourself and you know as always i truly believe that you are a writer so you should believe in that too take care